Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Speak As You Are Moved. I am a co-host. My name is Josh Jernigan, and I am here with... Derek Roebuck. Patrick Collins. And Matt Collins. Patrick Collins. And Matt Collins. There we go. A couple <laughs> brothers, and uh, all cards on the table. Um, me and Derek are first cousins as well, but we are all in different locations. Um, it's spread across three different states, and um, we are coming to you live, a radio program, not a podcast. If you catch word that we're a podcast, that is not the case, okay? Every once in a while, Derek will slip up and talk about the podcast, and I act like I don't know what he's talking about. But we are here um, kind of to, to meet together, um, to kind of have dialogue, to be encouraging, to explore problems, all from a young, I guess a young father perspective. Um, we're all fathers. And um, we're hoping that this thing can be an encouragement to your life and to your walk. Um, we all three, all four of us are Christians. Um, we all profess Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And so our perspective is going to be shaped by that. It should be. And um, so we're going to we're going to start right in. All right. I've got a question for you all guys. Really quick. Do it, Matt. Yeah. What's, what's the question? I was thinking about this today, actually, as Patrick was writing. Oh, I saw y'all guys. Just a little icebreaker here. Just found yeah. 20, 20 bucks in your pocket. Where do you spend it? I've thought about this one, but I'll let y'all go first. Hmm. Well, I don't Chick-fil-A. usually have money only. No, you, you found so, it, Derek. I, Derek, you found it. You found, I know. You I'm saying, I know. I'm saying I, I'm not used to having it cash only so i would keep it only for a long time and then i would spend it on something that i didn't want my wife to know about <laughs> like diesel you need to dave like, ramsey that baby you like no 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 no, no 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 well, I, we do a lot of the rest of our money but this is my own money <laughs> this is money that i just found i earned it and so i'm like spending it on donuts maybe or uh May, I would say probably food. It's all going to be food. Spoiler alert, all of us are fat. We're going to eat. I probably, I you know, Derek was stealing my, my, my thought process there. I like to save it because then, like, you're like, hey, this is 20 I didn't have, you know? And so you hold on to it for a while, but you'll end up spending it. Um, but and you're going to spend it on food, a, so might as well just go ahead and get it over with. Yeah, that, that's that's true. That's true. But I just ate, and we just found the money. I think he's saying find it right now, you know. And so I'm not gonna do anything with it yet. Maybe tomorrow, I'll buy um, bacon egg and cheese biscuit from Hardee's. Is is probably what I'll go with. Yeah. Instant laxative. Yeah, I haven't ate Hardee's yeah. in forever. I love it. Kind of brown Hardee's. To be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. you oh, don't forget yeah. about them. I'm sleeping on it, and I know that sounds like really nerdy but that's the truth if i find 20 bucks in my pocket i'm putting it in my nightstand and just and just giving it a night and then fresh start in the morning but i mean there's dave ramsey i'm dave ramsey yeah no impulse no impulse buy no no put it in the envelope we just did the budget meeting today so i mean there's a lot of lot of possibilities there and it's like it's gonna be good for the family you know or uh or is it or is it something that that i'm just gonna gonna squirrel away you know for myself so, uh, that, but yeah, it's awesome. 
Matt, what awesome. about you? What do you do with 20 bucks? Okay, so I thought about this when we uh, had a question. So I've got, I, I, I run a couple scenarios through me here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to overthink it. Um, first thing is there's a, there's a, a certain amount of money that, I'll, well, plain and simple, I'll take the money and I'll probably just use it for food like throughout the week. Because usually I bring my lunch, food, food, food here and there. But once it hits like the threshold of like 50 bucks, like if I find 50 or, or gets up higher, then it becomes like, oh, I can save this money for some bigger purchases. Like, like almost like, you know, I'm saving for this. But at 20 bucks, I feel like I don't, I haven't, I can't, I can't get there with 20. I need like a hundred right. save or something. So I'm like that, that goes into the food money. But then once it hits like a 50 to hundred dollar threshold, which I've never found yeah. 50 or a hundred dollars, but <laughs> just saying hypothetically, it would go You don't like us. breaking them. Yeah. Once I break a hundred, yeah. it's gone. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Good icebreaker, Matt. And you well thought out. Um, after the icebreaker, I think uh, we need to start this thing with prayer. Um, we're going. We're going. We have high hopes for this. Um, might be a bust, but we appreciate everybody that's tuning in. Um, we hope it is um, informative, encouraging, um, uplifting. I mean, just all all the all the things that we kind of need, um, especially right now. But let's start it off with prayer, um, brother Matt. Would you uh, lead us in prayer? Lord, we thank you so much for the opportunity we have um, to gather these brothers in Christ, Lord, and and um, join together, Lord, and just and just talk about life and, and different things that we're facing in um, the world today, Lord. Lord, we ask that you um, your name be glorified and and the different efforts that are gone forth tonight, Lord, that we lift you up and we bring you glory, Lord. Let us just also just be enjoyment to other people as um, they listen in and tune in and and glean from it, Lord. Feel free to just give us strength day in and day out, Lord, as we go through the day. I ask you, God, and God direct us. Amen. 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 Thank you. And also, I, I keep in mind, everybody, um, we if we are going to have a Q&A segment um, later on in the program. And if you have any questions, any input, anything that you want to share, uh, even a little, short little testimony, um, we can be reached as at Speak As You're Moved. That's Speak As Y-O-U-R-E moved at gmail.com again that speak as you're moved at gmail.com be sure to email us any any questions and it doesn't have to be tonight it could be a topic that you want us to explore later on and that's fine too um we'd love to hear from you yes sir and, and josh i'll um i'll interject really quick on that same note um mm -hmm. if if any of the listeners out here have a, a direct phone to us and during the q a feel free to send a text to one of us mm -hmm. um and we can yep. maybe try to interject that if we have time as well. Check is fine too. I will get the, uh, I'll have the Gmail up um, and constantly refreshing it just so I see if anybody um, comes about it that way too. So um, multiple ways to reach us. Um, and we are, we are trying to expand those as we speak. You know, I had, we had to ask, are, are we Facebook live? You know, um, working on that one uh, <laughs> right now, this, this is a pretty cool format and it's, and it's unique in that real time radio um is has its own challenges but it's, it's got its own benefits as well and, I, and i'm excited to be kind of one with you guys and it's not scripted really it's not you know something we recorded and spliced back together um but it's a it's a radio program not a podcast not a podcast not a podcast not a podcast <laughs> no question for the listeners are like well say let's say they miss one of our episodes will they be archived in any way yes so that's, then they could go back and listen to them on demand? 
That is that is the plan. So as gotcha. we speak, if this, Matt remembers to hit record, I, I remember uh, this time. I know now. <laughs> for those that are new and listening, we did like a little little beta test last week, just not for content, more just for sound. And I was completely forgot to record. So I am recording now. So the hopes, Derek, is for those listening, is to put this on our website, and then we can probably cycle it through. Um, speak as your move on Facebook and speak at speak as you're moved on Instagram. And if there's any special request for it somehow, some form or other fashion, um, send me a link or send me a note on our email. And I think awesome. we, can, we can figure it out. But yes, that's the goal. Awesome. So let's talk about the role of the father. Jumping into the, to a little, maybe Both feet, just jump into it. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Let's talk about it. So, um, no, I, uh, we had guys, I had the, uh, scripture, um, maybe the Bible study we've, um, we've been doing at church, but anyway, the Ephesians five twenty three says for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body. The husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body. So, um, I'll let you guys bat that around a little bit. So, I mean, taking that scripture into account and, just, you know, as we all wake up every day and trying to do our best to be fathers, I mean, what is y'all's, um, well, Derek, I'll lead it to you. What is y'all's, what's your kind of take, man, on the role of the father and what you feel like you need to do in your own house to to uh, keep the family and keep the family together well, and glorify God and all that? When I got married, I never really thought of it as, all right, so let me preface this by saying my wife does pretty much everything when it comes to the household. There's no argument from those that know you. I, 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 I right. No, no, like the wife takes care of the money and all that mess. Um, but I guess she takes care of the money and the assets and everything, that, that the paying of the bills and stuff like that, and I take care of the house. But Whenever we first got married, it was, I never looked at it. I, I looked at it as more of a me, her, and God were kind of like a team. And anything that we um, did, like as far as a big decision we made, we obviously would make it together. We wouldn't, neither one of us would go out and buy a new car or, you know, do real big expenditures or nothing like that. We wouldn't um, take on new subscriptions or, you know, it was always something that we, we kind of came together with and we, we both agreed on how, you know, how we were going to raise our children and how things were going to happen. Um, you know, whether or not we were going to go to feast beings or not, which we do when we, we love and we support that. And, but then it, it, it became recently about two years ago, three years ago or so that I had a moment, you know, I had an experience with the Lord and I, and, and he was leading me, to do something that was not really agreed upon with my wife, you know, and I, I had to make that decision and say, you know, this is what we're going to do because this is not from me. It's not something that I am saying I want to do. It's, you know, the Lord is telling me this is something I need to do and I need to do it. And, you know, you're kind of with me by default if you want to be, or if you don't, you know, but this, I'm, I'm, this is what I got to do, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and her being, a loving supporting wife 
she prayed about it too. You know, it wasn't that she was just blindly, yeah. you know, leading, you know, just walking behind me. You know, it was nothing like that. But, but, and I prayed that the Lord would would show her the same thing. Um, but as far as being the the father, it, it I guess in society you're, you're kind of it's looked on that you are responsible. You know, if if, if something happens to you, you're you are the protector and you are the the provider and all that. And it's not always that way in reality, but that's kind of what people assume when they look at you and, and, um, and all I do, you know, it's nothing that I'm, I'm not special. I just give it to the Lord, you know, and I'm, and I look to him and he guides me and hopefully through guiding me, he guides my family and, you know, the, the way we raise our children and, you know, the, the decisions we have to make big or small, it's, you know, I give it to him and, you know, he guides me. So I guess that's my role as a father. Which I don't know if that's exactly what you're looking for, but that's uh that's what I've been thinking about. In no, that's a hundred pertaining to that yeah, question. That's a hundred percent what we're looking for. I mean that that is a real answer. I um I'll take next on that. I, a role of a father, it becomes I guess it comes real when you become a father. Of course, mm-hmm. like you know I'm excited. You know you go to the, the excited phases with yeah. with the pregnancy and all that kind of stuff. But you know. You don't really have that and it's not a burden but it's a, a realization of the responsibility um some people never get that you know i see some people like wait a second you're, you're supposed to be a father you know they don't they don't realize the the awesome responsibility that it is um but there are times when you, you you're being a father and and you're just praying that you're making the right decisions you're praying you're giving the right influences you know not blowing little things out of proportion and not, you know, downplaying things that are really going to influence the way these kids are shaped. Um, me, I, I have a uh, almost four-year-old and almost two-year-old, um, a girl and a boy, um, Caroline and William. You'll hear me talk about them a lot because they are very integral to my life. I mean, all kids are, but like, you know, we are, you know, I just, I love my kids to death. And part of the thing is it, it will stress you out and almost, I don't, I don't have anxiety attacks, but I can get very anxious about whether or not I'm being a good father, whether or not I'm being a good head of the household. Um, un, you know, different than Derek. I mean, me and Mary split things. Mary's my wife. Um, we split things pretty evenly, I, I think, um, with regards to finances and decisions and stuff. Um, I mean, decisions. I know that. You know, I, I know you were you weren't saying that y'all don't split decisions, but um, we we. Well, what I'm saying is, with our kids, it. It can get really, really get me really, really anxious on whether or not I'm doing it right. But then that's whenever you have to realize that we aren't doing it. If you're a follower of Christ, you know, you you you've got God leading you. And as long and as Derek was saying, as long as you're following him, mm-hmm. the rest can fall into place. I mean, I hope that I'm given the right, right. importance and the, and the right um, priorities. You know, um, I have a, a struggle with myself, you know, because they have iPads in their face all the time. And I, I'm like, I don't want to be, you know, those parents that just raise them with iPads, you know, so I need to be more involved, even whenever it's easier for them to have an iPad, you know, mm-hmm. I, I struggle with that. Um, all of that is, you know, included in this father role um, right. that we are called on um, to be, I, I, you know, it's not like before. I mean, as Derek was saying, societal norms, you know, the, the man, the breadwinner, that kind of stuff. Not the case in my household um, <laughs> and uh, not, not the case in his either. Um, things change, you know, I mean, the, you know, my wife is incredibly intelligent 
And so it made sense for her to have a nurse practitioner degree and, and make plenty of money um, compared to, to me. But, you know, that's that's the way that is. But as a as a father, um, I just got to go to the Lord and, and pray. I'm making all the right decisions. And I know I'm not making all the right decisions, but I'm, I'm keeping him first. And, and if they can see that in me, um, the other stuff, I think, will work out. Yeah, I like yeah, I'm, oh, go ahead, Patrick. Yeah, I was just going to say, when Josh mentioned, you know, like the anxiety and, and all that that comes with, and are you doing the right thing? And, you know, I remember like, like Becca's birth was like, not, that's my daughter, Becca, for those out there. And Lauren's my wife. And, uh, and so when, so when Lauren, you know, when she went to have Becca, like, you know, I don't know, the pregnancy had gone so smooth. There's a point of this. So y'all stick with me. The pregnancy had gone so smooth. I just, I don't know. I had this concept that the delivery was going to go so smooth. And it took a really long time, but I wasn't too concerned or whatever. Well, then there was complications. She had to be rushed in. She had a C-section. And so, like, that whole experience was nothing like I imagined in my head. Like, I kind of imagined nurse being there, you know, handing the baby, you know, yada, 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 the classic movie scene. But, um, and it was like, you know, there's nothing like that. And so here it is, Lauren's and she's still in post-op and they hand back it to me. And I'm just in the room with my new baby daughter and I just I, it was such a surreal experience and I remember just in that moment that thinking you get one shot at this one shot that's all you get I mean you can't there's yep. no do-overs in parenting don't mess and, it up <laughs> and it's really that's true too of 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 being a husband um being a and obviously being a father mm-hmm. you know this is not something and with a lot of things in life there's a lot of things in life decisions we make on day-to-day as husbands and fathers that I can go back and redo, like we bought a car, remember I, we bought a, like a 2000 Corolla, we call it the practical mobile, um, nice. just, and it was a horrible purchase, <laughs> but you know, it wasn't that big a deal, like we just, we drove it for a couple of years and sold it and lost a little bit of money, no big deal, but with with your marriage and raising your kids, like, there there isn't any do-overs, I mean, it's, yeah. you get one shot, and yeah. I think that I don't know my personal opinion. I don't, I could never take that walk without Jesus. Like there's no way. I mean, I would be able to handle it. Reminds me of a, well, I'll just leave it off there. But I mean, it's very true that we have to, if we don't have, if we don't emulate Christ in our household, we, I don't think personally we have a chance of coming close to being a good husband or, or a good father. Amen to that. I, I will say something, and this is telling me, and, I, and I'm probably getting a little too personal because some of you guys hey. don't know me out there in Rigo Land. Um, hey, so it's all about yeah. that. Speak as you're moved. Okay. Yeah. That has, that, <laughs> hey, there you that, go. That has a Speak biblical, as you're moved, Josh. Hey, that has yes. a biblical okay. connotation. You're being led by it the does. Spirit. Hey. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm being very candid then, and I didn't think I'd share this, but um, so this past weekend, we were going on a bike ride, and we did the, we were trying to get the ones that pull behind you. They didn't have any of those. And so um, we're renting bikes, Meredith's on one, I'm on the other. Um, William's behind me, man, he's trying to, to stay awake. Um, and let's see, and then Caroline is, is doing doing pretty good and everybody's getting kind of hot and we go around um, the end of Isle of Palms and we're, and we're coming back around. And I told Meredith I want to go get some something to drink and maybe some ice cream. And so then we, we, we go past the place that we were going and, and I was 
frustrated and, and I didn't feel like uh, she was listening and I was, you know, I was just more short than I, I should have been. Mm -hmm. um, I really should not. I mean, and, and we've all been in that situation, I think, at least I have, where I realized like, hey, I am being short with my wife for no reason. And my kids are seeing this. I mean, I'm hot and I'm aggravated. I thought that I was clear and I wasn't, but it really didn't matter. And what really was bad was I look back and Caroline's just looking at me with these wide eyes. And I'm like, oh no, this is the fatherhood fail right here. Like, like <laughs> it will break. I mean, it will break your. And it's like I'm thinking, I'm like, why in the world am I aggravated, hot? I mean, I get I'm hot and I'm thirsty and I'm hungry at this point, but there's no reason for her to see me. And I'm like, I can't take that back, and I can't redo this bike trip. And yeah. if she has a memory of me to where I am this short-tempered, you know, I thought I said we were going up this way, and I couldn't catch yeah. up with you, and I was, you know, I was getting frustrated. And, and her wide eyes just broke my heart. And I took a step back and I'm like, wow, we got one shot at this. Let's make sure that they see Jesus in everything we do. I mean, there's going to be times where, where we have little fatherhood fails here and there, mm -hmm. but let's not make them on the regular. And that, that, that put me back, you know, you know, back on my knees. I mean, just, you know, make sure I'm, I'm following Jesus in the way that I'm treating every member of my family and the way I'm treating everybody else. I, I normally do pretty good to strangers and to acquaintances, mm -hmm. but we can be our true self around our, our, you know, our family, our wives, you know, and that may not necessarily be a good thing. So anyway, sorry to interject, Matt. I want to hear what you have to say. I just, no. that one broke my heart this weekend. I was like, what, what am I doing? She's going to remember dad got aggravated and, you know, was fussing at mama. And she said that before. And it was, it was, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it broke, it, it was seriously, I'm like, nope. We ain't doing this. I'm going to be a better father. I'm going to follow closer with Christ so that that kind of stuff I can be mindful of because the kids are always watching, um, always. Yeah. So you, you just, it's just a careful walk. No, I, Josh, I mean, I, I appreciate you sharing that because I think, I think the reality to, to life is um, there's times where, you know, things like that may arise <clears throat> just, just from a life and just to realize that, hey, then, you know, that does exist. It's not all the rose, but I, I thought, um, I guess I could take a piece of everybody's uh, pie here. Um, I have two kids, um, Ezra, who, well, I'll start off first, uh, Essie. She's uh, a little over two years old. Um, and then we just had a new baby boy um, named Ezra. And he will be, well, he's two months. <clears throat> and he's a... Uh, He's two months old, but he's uh, in six-month baby clothes. So he's a, he's a growing boy like myself. But but anyway, <laughs> nice. But the uh, I, I tell you guys, I think when I was thinking about this scripture, Patrick, I mean, I, I'm, I wasn't the same boat with you, and I mean, I guess with all y'all too. Um, life was was easier without kids. Um, it, you know, we didn't have a schedule, more or less. Understatement of the year. Yeah, yeah. a lot easier. <laughs> the man well, speaks the truth. Well, Amen. well, what I'm what I'm saying is is like, and now I'm I'm thinking, man, as Essie is easy, and Ezra, I mean, I, I take Essie y'all. You know, I love it. It's just you know, it's just that <laughs> infancy phase. Well, we we as 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 individuals, as a husband and as a wife, when we decide to have kids, it, it is well well. Not usually the decision is we're gonna we're gonna go forward with this, and um and we accept that responsibility as a husband, and as a father to to take on these childs and like Patrick said I think it's a great point 
you know, we got one shot at this. Um, and we, and we're shaping these kids lives, um, at, from our reactions, like Josh said, from, you know, how we come home, do we, I'm, 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 you know, I need to be better sometimes with this, you know, do I come home? Do I, with Corona now, I kind of go home, I'm kind of out and about, so I can kind of go shower, clean off and come see the kids. But usually, Hey, do we come home? Do we greet the kids? Um, how do we make our decisions with, you know, are we going to church? Are we doing these things? Are we, are we pointing our, our lives to Christ? So these, so my daughter and my son can, can see Christ in us and in our marriage. Um, yeah. But I think one thing I thought too, um, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body. So mm-hmm. I, I think sometimes too, and it, it, it's not a, um, like a authoritative, you know, scripture that maybe people may say like, you know, I'm, I'm the husband, I'm the man of the house. You're going to, you know, you're going to bow, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're not ruling with an iron fist. But, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, you can't because if you read, even as Christ is the head of the church and he's the savior of the yeah. body, Christ yeah. gave his life for the church right? and, and not in and, and the body of Christ. Not we, go, we all attend at different locations is how we got together. Christ sanctified holy church. But, as a, but I'm talking about a body and the, the, the believers across the globe. He gave himself for, for the people before me, the people after me, the people now, forever. And so as, as Christ did that, so what must we be give ourselves to our wife? Yes, we have to, I believe there's decisions that are made from, from a heads of a household decision that me and my wife, Anna, um, been married for seven years. Well, almost, almost, almost seven years, Uh-oh. I think. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't She's not listening. Yeah, yeah, she probably yeah, is. Yeah, whatever. She's not going to hear it anyway. <laughs> yeah, nonetheless. Anyway, but yes, y'all get what I'm saying. So that there is that too. But um, I'll, one more thing, guys, and we can keep going. I thought so. I'll, I'll take a page out of her book. We were we we recently moved before we had um, Ezra when when Essie was was in her. She might have been less than a year old, and I won't, I'll never forget this. I think so. We were we were just me and Anna. We kind of we've been involved in different ministries and things like that, um, and trying just to kind of. You know, just promote the God, do what we can for the body as God sees and directs our lives. Um, we're having a conversation and, and you know, about different things. And, and she, um, I'm being pretty transparent, I guess, pretty much directly pointed up to the stairs where Essie was sleeping and said, there's my ministry. And mm-hmm. you, and I and I thought about it for a second. You know, I was like, that is your ministry. <laughs> um, right. You know, it, you may do other things, and, and, and that's okay. But I think if if you're a if you're a father and you're promoting the gospel and raising your kids, that is I think that's sufficient. I think God honors that and respects that as a ministry. Um, so and it's just a, it's a weight of responsibility, I guess. Yeah. And twenty. Sorry. Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll take a break. <laughs> No, I agree yeah, with good, it. Man. I mean, that's good stuff, you know. And if you, you talk about Christ as, a, as our example, and, and that's just so true. And if you're trying to rule with an iron fist, you're not following his example. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I mean, really, really, as a husband in a, in a sanctified home, uh, you, I mean, we're kind of like, at least the way I feel, I, I'm 
I'm the chief, I'm the chief servant. Um, you know, if, point. um, if, if, which this has never been a problem, but if it ever got to it, you know, if we didn't have enough food to go around, then dad's the last to eat, you know, if we didn't have enough beds to sleep in, dad's the one sleeping on the floor. Um, because that's, that's the way that Christ led. And I found maybe one day Lauren will jump on here and, but, but, you know, but if it, ever got it almost like you don't have to have an iron fist when you, in the times when you, when you just deny yourself and you step up and you do what needs done. I mean, I've never, I'm just talking about transparency. I never did a load of laundry until I got married. And <laughs> wow, know, that's awesome. That's dead serious guys. <laughs> made it all Kudos the way to Jeanette. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Grandma, a little so, bit of grandma. My too. mom, my yeah. mom took care of business at the house. So, and, uh, you know, she's probably, no, mom did a great job. Um, that was all Patrick. I, I just, I just ducked it. I ducked the responsibility and, um, and, you know, but, and it's like, when we get in the home and we're married and we're doing our thing and it's like, it needs to be done. And, um, so you got, you got a choice. It's like, okay, where well, you're going to, you know, stick your chest out and, and say, well, I'm the man and that's a woman's job, or are you going to step up and, and come to find out, you know, later now Becca's seeing me do different jobs. I mean, I'm I'm not like perfect husband i mean don't get me wrong but i'm just saying like becca sees that she sees daddy you know jump in there and 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 now she wants to be a part of that and she wants to help and i guess what i'm yep. saying is that there there is a way to lead that the world thinks and there's a mm-hmm. way to lead that the bible says that's, that's and so every true. day you wake up and you have a choice and it's like how are you going to lead your household and you know i i the the word of god will work it'll work in the small things and it'll work in the big things um, anyway, kind of, well, that scripture that the, that Jesus gave his life for the church, you know, mm-hmm. we always think about it as being well, he died for the church, you know, but he also gave his life. That was his entire, you know, that's what he, that's what shaped his decisions, you know, and, you know, we yeah. being the father, you know, give our lives. Um, it, I got hosed one time teaching a Bible, a Bible story, <laughs> I mean, uh, Sunday school by yeah, the there. young folks. And they, they said, yeah, we've been, we've been reading the first Corinthians chapter seven. I said, okay, no, no problem. So I, I, I rolled over to first. And it, if you have a Bible, go read first, the first few verses of the seventh chapter of first Corinthians. It is good for a man not to touch a woman. And I said, are y'all sure? And they, <laughs> I was like, man, I'm just getting completely thrown under the bus right now. But it worked out because I was like, Lord, you're going to help me because I've never read this before in my life. But um, <laughs> That's a real one. <laughs> it was special. Wing it, wing it. But the, um, it says, it talks about rendering unto your wife due benevolence. And that's something that yeah. I have all, like, ever since that's happened, and I read that scripture and it stuck with me like 100%, where, you know, benevolence being I want the best for you. And for the woman to render due benevolence unto her husband, that's why I want the best for you. And if you're both, in my mind at the time, it's like we're both competing to try to make each other happier. And it's like, you know, no, this is what I want for you. And then it just boils down to us arguing about who wants to go to dinner and where you want to eat. You know, it's like, no, I want you to choose. This is your decision. I don't want to choose. You know, I want you to make the decision. I've made decisions all day and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But it's it's real. It's it's something that, you know, the the Christ gave his life. For the church, and right. we and he served it. 
he served the church. It was something that shaped his decisions, everything he did, and then he gave his life for it. And it doesn't, I don't believe it calls for any different for us. To, to When we give our life to him, it's the same thing. He's what shapes our decisions. He's what tells us how to raise our children. Hopefully, he's the one that tells us which woman to marry and, you know, and, and everything. You, yeah, you know, everything. Every, even the small decisions, especially the big decisions, every decision. It's something that, and it's easy for me because I'm not one that wants to have a whole bunch of responsibilities. So I just give it to him and say, you tell him what to do, you know, mm-hmm. and he does. And so it's, it's a beautiful walk, but keep it on. It really is. It really is. Yeah. I, uh, um, Patrick, I don't know if you told me this or maybe I researched it, how crucial and you can probably help me on the age. Like maybe was it like zero to ten, like from infancy to ten is the most crucial age and probably the most informative years for your kids. And once they hit like a twelve or thirteen, they basically kind of lost the pass of like the nurture. So like how important it is for the the early stages. You remember? Yeah, that, that actually that came from. So just for again for. Listeners out there, and I know Josh and Derek and Matt, y'all know this, but, you know, Lauren and I attend um, uh, kids camp once a year. Royal Family Kids Camp is a great ministry, ministering to foster kids. And so we attend mandatory training, um, which it's mandatory, but we also love it because it's, it's amazing, um, the training and just talking about But that's where that came from, Matt, is in that training, um, yeah. they they shared with us about how when you are in situations of uh, these kids, especially from ages zero to seven or zero to 10, um, these kids, when they're in these, these terrible, these terrible homes and, you know, verbally abused, physically abused. I mean, just neglect those years are so formative. It it can literally mentally handicap them. Um, And so when I was sitting there, listening to that, uh, that was obviously extremely tragic but also they talked a little bit about how you know those years can be so formative and like you said they can be so influential on a child those first seven years Mm -hmm. um and and it's what's crazy is that it's little things it's the little things that you don't think about they were talking about how the worst thing you can do to a child is neglect them um and this is probably a little dark but i want to say it out there for anybody who's listening because it's real um, they told us in those studies and in those in that training that that children, even if even if a child is physically abused, that is better than total neglect, because at least wow. when they're being beat, they realize that there's somebody out there who realizes that they're there and they cares about them, even I, if I mean, it's in a that, bad way. Exactly. It's yeah. like at least I'm somebody sees me, but complete neglect. Right is is one of the most detrimental things and literally it can it can it can it can mentally handicap them of course it it um that leads to many other things but but i mean that's the dark side but but the light is that little things just just being there being being engaged um i know coronavirus right now it's not as challenging but when we all go back to work and i go back to the office sometimes i come home after five and it's like i'm home but i'm really am i really home you know, mm-hmm. it's like, am I engaged? Am I spending time with my family? Um, and 
you know, because that's so important. Just, and just telling, they said little things like just telling your kids that you love them and that, and that you, you're, you want to be there for them. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, Matt, that's where that came from. I didn't mean to go off on that rabbit trail, but that's where that, that came from. No, I was just, I just thought about it because we were talking about how informative and how crucial that time is. And it's shorter than people would think is what I, what I realized when you told me that and how we, you know, be mindful of, of the time we have to, uh, to nurture and to raise the kids up in that mission of the Lord. Um, it's still their choice. Go ahead, Josh. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I, I was, I was just going to comment on the same thing. I mean, that's one of our struggles in parenting um, is finding what good balance yeah. and what, let's see. And part of our struggle is, you know, I think we would be fine, you know, say if Meredith quit her job. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife is a nurse practitioner. She goes, she works four out of the five days. She doesn't, she has off Wednesday, but she could quit her job. We'd have to make some lifestyle changes. I could quit my job. We'd have to make some lifestyle changes. What's the trade off? You know, um, I grew up, in a household where my mom didn't work, she stayed at home. Mm-hmm. I did not realize the benefits of that while I was um, a kid. You know, yeah. the kids that got to stay after and go to Care Bears, I was kind of jealous. I'm like, <laughs> what do they get to go to Care Bears for? Come <laughs> to find out, like, that's the way you go if your parents aren't home from work yet, you know? Care they got another right. after school program after that. And, you know, I was kind of jealous, but come to find out, I had it better than everybody because my mom was sitting there waiting on me to get home. And making sure I, you know, had a good day and caring and loving for me, you know. And so, as as a a young parenting couple, that is one of our struggles, you know. I, and and who's, I mean, if anybody were to, to quit work, you know, I mean, does it need to be her? She went to, you know, twice as much college as I did, you know. I mean, that that's that's not, you know, necessarily which the right decision. So we struggle with it. Um, I think we'll continue to struggle with it throughout their whole childhood. You know, what's the right balance? Um, but we just have to go to God for, for direction on that and, and pray that he leads us to, to do the right thing. Yeah. For sure. Matt, what were you saying? No, I just, uh, I'm trying to think what else. I, I can't remember. You were saying that it's still their choice whenever they grow up. Like no matter what you do good as a parent, it isn't going to necessarily result in these angel kids that love and serve Christ. Yeah. Um, we've seen that time and time again. Awesome parents, the devils after their kids, just as yeah. much as he's after anybody's kids. Yeah, that's all I was gonna say. But it doesn't yeah. lend the, uh, the the complacency to say, "Hey, you know, um, you can be influential." Because if you yeah. know, if we all four of us would look back on our our parents' lives, we could probably you know name a handful of things that pointed us to Christ or showed us you know the way. And, you know, that, that was influential and that was, and I will say this, we, um, I thought about too, Josh, we're talking about that kind of spearing off a little bit that that we can probably all count about the sacrifice too. And that, that goes a long way as we sacrifice our time and stuff like that for, for, for our wife and for our kids. Um, because we want them, the goal is we want them to serve the Lord, at least for all of our families. For sure. So, and we, we just spent but probably 35, 40 minutes on yeah. the uh, let's talk about segment. <laughs> that was not in the plan. Like we, but then again, I mean, 
talking about the role of fathers and fatherhood, like that's, I mean, in the role of a husband, that we could go on for hours, I'm sure, because we're right in the thick of it, you know? So it's it's our day-to-day life. Um, but just just for everybody that, that's um, listening here tonight, I mean, that's not our, our, our goal isn't just, just to, to tackle the tough topics, but also somewhat of the fun ones, some of the ones that, you know, I mean, for y'all that don't know, um, Patrick, you still do peanuts, right? I mean, like, still he's, he's got a, yeah, I work for yeah man, uh, uh, uh. yep, yep, and, um, and I, um, I'm at the gypsum mine all day, not really, but we do drywall, I mean, we got different trades and different perspectives, and, and different things you can bring to the table, I mean, if I have a woodworking question, um, you can go to Derek, Derek, don't you do woodworking still, when, when you, when you do work, I mean, like, sometimes, I don't work often, but when I do, <laughs> I work with wood. <laughs> yeah when it's time to work yeah yeah one of those trade-off things Derek. Yeah. you know the wife's what she's a financial advisor right something like that i don't really know what she does she, <laughs> she and... brings home money like she goes off to a place and they give I don't her really money know what she does. there i have no idea you know, she, she goes there and comes home bills are paid i have no idea what i don't know how y'all think he's joking but he's he's seriously half serious i'm sure because yeah. i mean he, he, like <laughs> She is a yeah. financial advisor to me mostly because she tells me yeah. how to <laughs> spend my money. Like, yeah, there's like a 10 year old. Here's your allowance. Now, I advise you not to spend it all today. Hey, we joking. But he, I think he's got to figure Christy it out. Cream. I'm trying to figure out how I can get in with some of this. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I think one of the things we were going to talk about is lawn care which I tried to, to intervene in Derek's lawn care back when he lived up in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, he now lives in one of the most beautiful places on earth, <laughs> um, Columbia, South Carolina, um, and great grass around here, okay? So I tried to intervene <laughs> one time. Um, I Amazon primed him some weed and feed. Yeah. Um, just trying to, not, not trying to, you know, to insult his manhood, um, some people would take that as an insult if you if you Amazon Prime them weed and feed Scott's uh, um, weed and feed, but um, he didn't. He took it to heart, and actually he took it to Columbia when he moved because he didn't use it, um, from what I hear. But um, and then I used anyway, we, we get to tap on money. Yeah, yeah, it, it does work. It does work. Um, did, do you still have my spreader? Did, are you who borrowed my spreader? You borrowed I my do. Spreader. So much you spreader. Yeah. Okay. Grab some looking good now. Sure. Yeah, man. You got to water it. That's feed, the, baby. the key is watering it. The key, the key to grass is water. Just so y'all know. Okay? That's what I'm doing. If you try to wrong. get stingy with it, and you look at the water bill, you're going to have a problem. Okay? Yeah. Um, Josh, you can't have too much water. Derek watereth, but God yeah. giveth me. Yeah. I'll be honest, Amen. guys. My problem is I just don't want it bad enough. I just, I mean, I live in Ooh, South Georgia, okay? I'm talking about Albany, 100-degree summer Georgia. And it's just, it's just not there. The desire to have that. Well, have you ever seen like a, like a grass, the, a baseball field with the diamond it. cut, like crisscross? Oh, well, that's your problem. You're probably like, yeah. I can't ever get like outdo him. So why even try? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even, it's not even keeping up with the Joneses. I mean, I'm not even in the same stadium with them. I mean, it's a whole, and, <laughs> and she's, I met her once. She's a really sweet lady, but she's a bit of a recluse and literally her grass is so good. And so I'm just like, I can't, I can't, I'm just, but the guy, but my other neighbor, the guy on my right, his, his lawn is terrible. So I'm kind of right there in the middle. 
you know, it's just, I, just, I, I actually it. feel like I'm kind of in a perfect spot. Just, well, here, here's here's right a good test on whether or not you care about it at all. What type of grass do you have? Don't know. I got like six times. Uh, I see that. Yeah, I knew if, it was a, if it was a don't know, then you, yeah, I mean, it's shot. You just no. don't even care. No. I would say There's I got different weeds. Different. That's my grass. Does, now, Josh, now, Josh, did you, did you know what grass you were installing when you built the house with the sod? Uh, yeah. Okay. I had it picked out before I picked out the house plan. <laughs> a friend of mine had friend of mine had emerald zoysia, okay? And not yeah. to be confused with like there's there's all the different kind of zoysia. Zoysia just being like a modifier, but like there's empire. My in-laws have empire. Uh-huh. <laughs> they should have got emerald. I mean it, it just like it's a fine blade, sort of like a Bermuda grass, mm-hmm. but it's zoysia, so it's heat tolerant. Because if you do Bermuda in, in Colombia, like you might as well just set your yard on fire. It's going to be crispy. I mean, it's <laughs> terrible. But the the emerald zoysia, I love it. Now, the only problem is I have a pretty flat backyard, mm-hmm. and so it is susceptible to fungus if um, if you get it watered too much. And but luckily, I'm on a lake, and you can pull as much water out of that thing as you want to, and nobody <laughs> complains. So like like you can water your grass and not like just cry when you get your your power bill because all it is is running a little pump down there and it waters all the, the grass so we do have that going for us but um each different grass type has a different like when you put out your pre-emergent and yeah. your your weed and then if you if you treat it with lime or however you treat it um so i i've made my my neighbor jealous that was my goal so I, i'm i'm pretty much set now no that wasn't <laughs> my goal but they have they they asked me whenever they were building their house like what do you got i'm like emerald zoysia hook it up. Like if they don't have it, wait and get it. You don't need to mix it in. They have their backyard washed out and they just got somebody to come fix it. And he's got centipede and he's got some kind of like, I don't know, St. Augustine. I mean, it's terrible in their backyard. I feel bad for him. Well, St. Um, Augustine, you probably, you probably see that in Florida a lot. It's Good been, call. It's been a while since I sold landscaping. Yeah. And then there's a, what, a, in Raleigh area, y'all got a bunch of fescue, right? Yeah. Fescue in Bermuda. Yeah. Yeah, that, that those won't. This gets too hot here for that. Yeah, they. But, uh, um, do you guys got fire ants? Do you got problems with fire ants? Not much. No, you do? Nobody. Yeah, they're, they're like crispy like, I mean, grass. There's a listener out there <laughs> that can tell me if someone is out there in the wide world of the internet can tell me how to kill fire ants. Yeah, our inbox is open. I would be, Inbox is very appreciated. at gmail.com. Yeah. Patrick no, needs to know how to kill Yeah, Patrick Collins needs to know how to exterminate fire ants, and I don't care. I'm willing. I'm willing to go toxic. I just want them gone. <laughs> just gasoline. gasoline. <laughs> I've done gasoline. That, that happened, but it's too expensive. It's two fifty a gallon. I'm not. I, I have so many fire ants in my hey, life. They, like they have I a. I can't uh, begin to tell you. They have yep. a weed killer thing that my older brother just got, and it basically it looks like a blowtorch that hooks to a propane can, but it's got a <laughs> yes. long handle, and you basically burn the weeds. But you could probably go out there and just burn the info. Yep. I, um, but I do have an uh, input from a, uh, from a listener. Call a pest control company. So there is that, okay. Patrick. But I, I have, have used... I should have put this caveat in. Cheap way. Oh, gotcha. well, well, if you know well, Patrick I'll Collins, it goes without saying. <laughs> At, oh, yeah. Well, the listeners don't all know that Patrick, yeah. But, um, no, orthine, I'm kidding. Keep them coming. I'll take all Ortho, ortho, orthine 12 ounce fire ants killer is a powder okay. that I have used in the past. It's $11.47 at your local Home Depot. That's what I'm talking um, about. I can spring for 11 stinks. bucks. 
You don't, and, and the cool, right. yeah, it stinks like crazy, and you don't have to water this one in. So I have used that, and and, and it was successful in the mouth. I mean, you just got the you know target your mounds and, and try to get the, the problem knocked out. Um, don't just go and sprinkle it on there after you're already out there playing and stuff, you know. But um, the battle, the battle with the fire. Uh, the battle with the fire ants has been going on. I just want to tell everybody just quick because uh, this has been a war. I have a newfound respect for the scripture. I think it's maybe in Proverbs or Ecclesiastes one and one. Something, something Solomon wrote. Consider the ant thou sluggard and be wise. I got to tell you guys, these little buggers are tough to kill. <laughs> I mean, nice. you, know, you can't you can't drown them. Proverbs um, you, six, you, six and eight. Yes, there it is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening, tune in. Flip your Bible. I mean, I wouldn't call myself a highly intelligent human being, but I would say that, like, that I have some intelligence. And for three years now, the war has been raging. And I got to say, they've bested me for three years in a row. And It's um, a black bottle, yellow top, okay? Just yeah, my, my pest control guy said that, well, I use that <laughs> stuff too. And he said that what that does is basically it, it, they go up and they pull that down. And it only affects the top of the mound. But he said there's some other stuff. Like it's a granular, and you sh- you shake it around the outside of the mound, and that's where all the worker ants are going to collect food, and they collect that and bring it back to the ant queen or whatever, and it kills them from the inside out because ants can't eat for themselves. They have to. They basically are just slaves, and they go and bring the food back to the queen, and the queen distributes the food, from what he said. And uh, yeah, so the um, <laughs> and so basically it. <laughs> It kills them from the inside out because a lot of that ortho stuff they they don't like it. Obviously, it's poison, so they just run somewhere else. So gotcha. that's what because I used to use that stuff too, but I got ant piles everywhere. Is but. that is that the um is that the shake thing that's in the orange? I don't know. Is he that, used some like concentrated thing that I probably couldn't get off the shelf, but he said it's <laughs> it's some you have to look it up, but it's a granular looks almost like okay. really thin, like really small dog food, and you sprinkle it around the mouth. <laughs> okay. What I've, what I've used down at the campground is Taro Ant Killer, and it oh, actually goodness. does a shaker bag, and you, you undo it and then shake Probably it around the, uh, hey, the foundation. My, yeah. my yard at the campground might be worse than anybody's yard. <laughs> it is one of the first ones you see. Uh, yeah. Yes. I'm on Millionaire Row. And, yeah. and here so I am. For our listeners, for our listeners yeah, 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 tell ahead. everybody uh, what the campground is. Headquarters. Like campground. Um, yeah, no, we have a church table. We call it a campground, but it's a ton of little houses around <laughs> a big sanctuary. Little, uh, big, well, not little, all little. Yeah, it's yeah, just different sizes. People are like, oh, yeah, you got a cabin? And they're living. like, yeah, your cabin's bigger than my house. Not mine, <laughs> by the way. I have a little oh, two you bedroom. got a 5,000 square foot um, cabin. <laughs> yeah, it's a cabin. But uh, we, have a, a cabin. we have a cafeteria, a big, big sanctuary, um, and a vacation Bible school chapel. It's mm-hmm. also where our um, churchwide cemetery is. Yep. And we have a nursing home that is run um, by the church as well. So um, it's a, it's pretty cool. It's, it's a kind of what we consider our headquarters. It's in Perry, Georgia. So if you hear us mention the campground, that's what we're um, we're talking about. And uh, Matt has a, a cabin right near the front um, in his yard. I, yep. I guess you don't want to pay for yard yard no, lawn care? So, that, no, yeah. Well, I mean <laughs> – it looks like Jumanji. It, it, it is it's looks bad. Like Alan's house in Jumanji <laughs> so towards I, the end there. Yeah, and I and, and my whole so I'll backtrack a little bit, guys. Three or three three and a half years ago, I uh, for four years I I did estimating sales for a commercial landscape company. Um, had no clue. Just I just know how to price something out, and I just know how to sell it. I didn't, I didn't really install much, but I managed. But anyway, 
Um, and I moved on to the new position I got now. But at the, the roof. Camp, the roofs, yeah, I'm selling something else. I'm just selling. Um, but anyway, the uh, so at the campground that uh, Josh was mentioning, we have an annual camp meeting, which we've been um, doing for, I think, 80 years now. So that's in usually in July. COVID's kind of messed us up, so we're, we're on the, the hopes of doing a partial one in September, but nonetheless. And then we have – we go down there – or Thanksgiving, some of us do, to do like a work weekend, like a work program. Well, those are the two times that my yard gets hit for the past probably six years. I get a, I get a camp meeting hit in the middle of summer, and I get a winter hit in November. It's and, kind of hard and, to maintain a yard and with twice a year. It's, yeah, it's really hard. So uh, it's kind of an out of sight, out of mind type of thing. Like, uh, no one really cares. But to answer y'all's question about, because we are running out of time, we're trying to move on to many advanced suburbans. But um, the uh, I, I am making a call to the local guy down there, and I'm going to kind of price out a, a monthly um, nice. contract. So I'm because because I, I feel like up. I feel like I'm going to get evicted. Big dog. I'm, I'm, I got. I know. Well, he does. His his cabin is right beside um, it's two million. millionaires' cabins. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, uh, I'm kind of nestled in there, you know, I'm, if, if there was a tornado, I don't think it's, it's all concrete cabin. Um, yeah. I'm blessed to have it. It was given to me by my, or donated, or yeah, given to us by my wife's grandfather kind of passed down. I don't know. He can probably give a history, but nonetheless. And then for my local home, I, I live in, uh, Wake Forest, North Carolina. And me and my wife, Anna just moved about three months ago and I inherited another yard that needs some attention. Um, it's, it's not overgrown. It's just the, uh, it's the sand hills in the uh, back. Um, and, and like to y'all, we've got now see, let, let me set precedence. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have an irrigation installed and have sod installed. So I haven't been maintaining. I've been trying to, I gotcha. it, trying to build up. Um, gotcha. but we got, I got yard of the month behind me. I got yard of the month to the left and I got a, my other neighbors, who they're they're older, their kids are out of the nest, and that's all they do on the weekends. But so let it be that I'm gonna probably try to tackle that in the fall project to be continued and, and get it up and, and, and run into the uh, to my to try to kind of mesh with the neighborhood so HOA don't get on me. But, there you go. But I, I can only go up. I mean, it's not that bad. It's just the the backyard needs some attention. The front's a little shaky, but nonetheless. It sounds like your middle ground. I mean, there's there's some people that are yeah. going for yard of the month, and there's other ones that are trying to avoid the HOA letter. I mean, he, yeah, he, yeah. You know, you're right. Yeah, so. but if anybody's out there, you know, and got some lawn care tips, send them in, um, especially if they're uh, cost effective. So, I'm over here. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, a, so, we're gonna, Patrick uh, is actually going to headline a frugal segment. Um, <laughs> I can headline it, baby. That would be nice. That'd be oh, nice. Man. All right. So one other topic we're going to we'll touch on was going to be minivan or suburban. Um, if you haven't had this question, then you don't have kids yet. Um, once you have kids, <laughs> you, you're looking to get around easier, and it's the struggle, man. So what? What? What say you, Patrick? I gotta go minivan all day, and that, and I will tell everybody that was my choice. 
I really? love minivans, and I'm not the only one. So maybe we maybe we start a coalition out there. So you're not um, you're not you you don't care about the look of what you drive? Is that that's kind of like you know? It's all practical. It is the most practical yeah. automobile. On it is practical. The face of God's I agree. Green Earth. Yeah. I love it. It's so practical. Much. So we we um I actually wanted to buy a minivan when we first got married, and Lauren wouldn't let me. Do y'all have like, one now? Oh yeah, 2007 Honda Odyssey, baby. Odyssey blue. Uh, mm-hmm. 200,000 miles on it and counting knock on wood nice um, it's a honda it's a honda and it's so honda. yeah but we bought the minivan keep it brief because i know we're short on time bought the minivan and um never looked back the whole seat's pulled down you got an eight foot bed it's basically a truck but it's enclosed it's awesome <sighs> put kids in it dvd oh, player no we i feel i feel like we need to go straight to derek on this one because he does have a suburban and just purchased one yeah, as the yeah. recent too correct bad call <laughs> Bad call. <laughs> Bad call. Yeah. I got Dan. Derek. He could. He had to be Derek. like the normal congregate, the normal people in the world. Yeah, Derek. It, what, it, what was the what was the thought process on suburban? I mean, it, Derek's the only one of us that has three kids, and he went with suburban instead of the what we're hearing is a pretty versatile minivan. What what was the reason behind that? Uh, because it's a Chevy. That bad call. There you go. <laughs> bad call. I'm a Chevy guy through and through. All right. That's still a bad this call. Is true. The Chevelle baby. But my wife uh, loved the Suburban. I like the Suburban. Uh-huh. Um, I've always wanted it. I was raised somewhat with Suburbans. We probably have three, maybe. Um, not in concession, but we, we had a lot of tanks. And it's... Uh, <laughs> It is nice because I can tow my work trailer with it. Uh, um, that's that's okay. And so it, it has back. You got some points back. It has some points ha, there. Um, how many times has it done that? Oh, well, it hasn't done it any yet. It was actually going to be. I mean, it's kind of like still, and it's it's still got the, the the new feel. You don't want to just tear it up and pull a trailer. I mean, it, you know? But yeah. I, I have I take issue with because it's a Chevy, and I and I'm a I'm a big GM fan. Always uh, have been. luxury, but the I luxury mean, version, the government motors. Keep on going, John. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but like Chevrolet came out with some flops too, so I have to to dispute that point. The, the SSR, have you ever seen it? I have. Uh uh-uh. Yeah, it's like the bubbly looking. They tried to make it look like an old time HHR hair to talk rod. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Josh. Terrible looking. It is terrible about. looking. So I'm gonna have and to GM also made a Pontiac Aztec that was pretty terrible as well. <laughs> oh yeah, um, are you talking? You bought an right, Aztec, so Josh. If anybody, if anybody has or ever had owned an Acadia or a Terrain, I mean, you're talking you about their grandfather. No, you're you well. <laughs> that's true too, but. You're talking about their grandfather, okay? It is the grandfather of crossover SUVs. Without the Aztec, you wouldn't have got all these other cool, you know, basically SUV based on a minivan platform. Um, the the Pontiac Aztec was awesome. Luggage room, space. It did have some um, space, man. I remember man. riding that thing, Josh. Yeah, um, it, I it, always... It, it looked ugly as can be, but man, it had space. It did have a lot of space. It actually it looked like it was going to space as well. Yes, but, you know, that did. was one of the drawbacks. Yep. Was in it one time, and the friends stuck their their arms out the two side back windows. I think Patrick was involved with that. Like we were taking off to go to space. That was fun. But um, yeah. we we're Matt's still in an SUV ourselves. Yes, I'll uh, go ahead, Josh. You want to tell what you got? No, no. I, I bet you know. I Meredith is just not on board with the minivan. I could probably be swayed. Um, I like practical. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like the the Odyssey. Um, the I made one mistake though. 
went down, have one opportunity to rent a minivan. We flew into um, into Orlando, I think it was last year, or maybe it was in November. Uh, we flew into Orlando just doing a quick, you know, three-day Disney and back. Um, and I flew in, I rented a minivan, and I did it on the cheap. And they gave me, like, the Dodge Caravan one or whatever, like the base, uh-huh. base model. And so that's the only experience Man, we had well. had with it. When it was not versatile. Like, it was the, the, the doors didn't even open automatically. Like, it was the base one, you know? So, like, the one chance I had to try to sell her, I dropped the ball because I was doing it on the cheap. <laughs> and so um, she drives an Audi Q7. So, mm, so yeah. Luxury. Yeah. You are a luxury guy. Yeah, that's Audi, okay. Baby. Yeah. So I got the uh, – my wife, Anna's got the Toyota 4Runner. I've got a company truck, and I'm not going to get a third car just just to have one for me to drive it because I'd use that some on the weekends. But we, with the addition of Ezra, we have stepped over to the minivan conversation. And what? Yes. yes. That's yes. what I'm talking yes. about, another so, convert. So, so Anna's, Anna's pretty so, Anna's sold. I've actually was trying to – I was listening for uh, – talking to a gentleman in our church today about trying to sell him our, our foreigner, but he's trying to go a different, a little bit later model. But anyway, so I, I did some research guys. I went on and pulled the comps on minivan, suburban and GMC Denali. And what, what you'll yeah. find is the, the three values that I've brought to my, my confirmed, I feel like decision for the minivan. So one is price. Because I, I am a cheap guy, if you don't know. Um, we know. Genetic. Frugal. Yeah, yeah. I'm frugal. Frugal is the word. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I would be really pressed to spend $20. But nonetheless, <laughs> the... Uh, Second so guessing we, it the whole time. So yeah. we got price. <laughs> we got dependability. I'm almost going to say that go. one twice. Because you can't kill a Toyota. You can't. I don't think it's possible. Um, Chevy, you I'm might get, you get 50000 Oh, you have? When it was like a thousand. Let me put it to you this way. When I went <laughs> over really to good. Africa, they drove Toyotas. All right. I'm talking about yes. everybody drives Toyotas over there. So you got because that. They work. And then and then my my third thing that I've I researched was space. Space. Like area space. Put your kids in, you know, your luggage, whatever <laughs> your dogs, whatever you need. So let let me give you a little quick I know we're running out of time. Quick ratings here. I don't US car or whatever. <laughs> Minivan. So I did find out though, Patrick, Honda Odyssey did break, did come in at an 8.6 rating. Toyota Sienna, 8.4. They had similar gas mileage, 18, 19 on the city. That's another thing, gas mileage. Suburban will guzzle you, and it's expensive. I try I to 20, tell you. Derek, I average 20, 21 to 22 in my Suburban. Well, that's good on the highway, but in the city, you're at 15, according to the ratings. Um, they don't know. They don't, they don't ride with me. And then, and then, Derek doesn't live in the city. Joke's yeah. on you. I mean, he has to go on the highway where everybody I'd rather, knows. I'd rather see. Yeah. It, um, and then, so really quick. So basically, the Odyssey is like awesome in gas. It's like 20 on the highway. Let's let's get down to the nuts and bolts here. So, so price is obviously cheaper than minivan. Of course, the GMC is going to be more expensive. It's a luxury SUV, and y'all, and y'all know that. Um, it's basically the, mm-hmm. the, the luxury of the Chevy. Um, Crown. It yeah. is. So, but, but it, um, professional grade. Suburban Derek has a 7.7 rating. So that's, it's pretty, that's pretty low. Mm. Um, bad Does gas that rating have anything to do with how easy it is to work on? I, I don't or know. Or how dependent I you mean, are. They're, on in, the they're in the shop all the time. So I don't really, I don't know what the rating's coming from. 
Because people don't know. Is that a plus or a minus? Like, <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> you can change the alternator, but you're gonna have to go through three of them. I mean, which one? You know. I, I will. So. I will say though, the look of the GMC Denali is is awesome. Now, now, question. Question. Oh, hear myself. Um. So. You guys didn't ever mention the conversion van. And we all, I mean, Matt and Pat grew up with one. I grew up with one. You there, Josh? You there, Josh? Technical difficulties. All right, we're back? Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. I don't know what happened. No worries. Do you know? Yeah. Okay. Really? I was saying, I was saying nobody mentioned the conversion van. What's up yeah. with that? I, I mean, tried. we really looked still... at it hard on one, but they're they're even worse gas mileage than. Oh, they're terrible gas mileage, but I mean, you can stand up in the things. They're sweet. Yeah, you can. We used to have one for like thirty years. We had a conversion van caravan. I think there's a couple. I mean, um, I, I don't. I don't know. I hadn't explored this object. This is the only one not... that I know anymore that has one. My mom was chill and like person the whole time. I think you guys' mom was too, Matt and Pat, right? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, oh, yeah. But but like Meredith's not gonna drive that to work every day. <laughs> that would be terrible. So I, I guess there. that part's out unless we have like a third car, you know? No, it's so. awesome. Oh, last stat, guys, before we got kind of on the feedback. Space, because that's key. I mean, if you got a lot of kids and you're carrying luggage, wouldn't you want to have space? Because if you don't, then you're just not practical. So, minivan space, Odyssey, 158 cubic feet, the most out of all four of the additions. Toyota Sienna coming in at 150. Suburban Derek at 144, and eh, close. Uh, and the GMC a whopping 121. What are they doing? That might be the Yukon, not the XL. I couldn't really figure it out. So. From my research, I just I just feel like it's practical for me for minivan guys. I'm just yeah, dude, I'm it's a very practical vehicle, but I will they're, never and they're easier to flat tow. Car again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. There's there's that. Well, Matt, good job on the uh, all the stats, man. I'm impressed. Yeah, that's a cool time. Sales I did have a uh, features, advantages, and benefits. Comment. A comment from a listener that their Suburban gets 23 miles per gallon on the highway. Um, I, yeah, and and there, there's there's been and right now gas is cheap, you know. But I don't, yeah. I don't. they got me beat. The, the 07 doesn't yeah. even crack 22. Okay, so really? So. These are all new models. Yeah. Although they also, I will have to say that the Suburban. The only reason it does that is because it shuts off half the cylinders, and that's only a time bomb waiting to go off, and it's oh, going to yeah, be they, very expensive to fix whenever that does. Come. Damn, why would you buy it? Because it's awesome. I feel so cool. I'm a man when I drive it. Yeah. There we go. How do you rate that? That rates a 10. That rates a 10. Do you feel like a man when you drive a minivan? Uh, I looked at a uh, Toyota Sequoia, too. I almost had you, man, on a Toyota. I, like, uh, I, just, like, oh, I just like V8s, rear-wheel drive. They're easy to work on. Well, nothing nowadays is easy to work on, but it's easier to work on than a front-wheel drive car, which I had a GMC Acadia. And it's a terrible piece of junk, but I still have it because it hasn't died yet. And I wouldn't have another one. So, but minivans are nice. Biggest problem, the biggest thing I like about them is the sliding doors. You don't have to worry about your kids, kids slamming, slamming it. Yeah. yeah, there's that. But, um, so. 
All yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it. Well, that, yeah. So that that's good. We have a lot more content and no more time. Um, so we, uh, <laughs> we, um, we, we're going to skip ahead. We had, we had some, some other, another segment that we're going to talk about, um, next week, um, about meltdowns and how we handle them. Um, especially in a public setting, that's going to be fun. Um, so anyway, um, I think we are down into the announcements, um, segment, um, to where, does anybody else have any other announcements other than next week? Same time, same place. Um, anybody else? I uh, Invite a friend. Yes, yes. Promote it. Um, we, we were kind of nervous. I was nervous. I don't know about you guys. I was nervous about this being our first time, who was going to be tuning in, who wasn't, and how it was going to sound. And, if, if, you know, I typically tend to dominate these things on accident because I just get to talking. Um, but I think, it, I think it went well. Um, but yeah, next next Monday night, definitely invite a friend. You know, just send us an email. Again, that's speakisyourmoved at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know, you know, what you thought, what you would like to see covered. You know, if you have some questions, um, you have some comments. I mean, you can answer our question on what you would do with the $20 you found. Um, we had a listener that wrote in and let us know that they would take their wife and their daughter out for ice cream. Mm. And that just sounded, let that. It, you know, warmed warm my heart. That was my yes. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, I'm yeah. like, well, I mean, right. <laughs> I'd give it to my wife, you know. <laughs> so much for fatherhood. It's like I just got get out some, order, Get some, get some, I, got I know. Get, yes. Get, I mean, I could have got some brownie points if she goes back and listens to this thing. So well, I really have brownies and brownie points. So. <laughs> See, this guy with the food again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, just to reiterate, Josh. If anybody out there has an icebreaker question, you know, something to think about during the week, um, you know, it's a conversation starter. Um, you know, throw throw it in there. Throw it, throw in, it in there. Throw it Speak in is your move at gmail.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You also can, can send us a message on Facebook um, or on Instagram. Both of those are Speak as you're moved um, as the accounts on both of those. So, um, and then you can get back to our website where you listen live from both as well. Um, and and on Facebook, it has the link right there. And then on um, on Instagram, the link is in the bio. Um, so we'll do like, that. Like but and you, please like, like it, and share. share it. Yeah, 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 we're gonna we're gonna, the, we're gonna we'll be putting out another post um, to remind everybody, and, and maybe another one on the day of. See if that drums up a little bit of interest as well. But um, I've enjoyed it, guys, um, and, and enjoyed everybody that, that tuned in. We really appreciate it. Um, we appreciate your support, and we really appreciate your feedback. This is a work in progress, um, so please give us some feedback on either Facebook, Instagram, or emails because you're moved at gmail.com. Um, and at this time, I guess we're going to sign off with a closing prayer. Um, we're going to ask Brother Patrick. Oh yeah, Josh. One thing. Yeah. I told uh, my brother-in-law Stephen Barnes. I don't know if he's still listening. He might have been. Today is his uh, 30th birthday. I'm give him a <gasps> the big ride. 30. I, we kind of jumped in in the beginning. So before we dismiss, if you're on there, Steve, yeah. and you're listening, we appreciate you listening last week. Happy birthday, yeah, buddy. That was helpful. Hope you enjoyed Happy your birthday. cake. Birthday cake ice cream. 30 year old. Go ahead Welcome and take three decades, bro. Welcome to the club. All right. Go ahead and buy the minivan. Just go, put the van yeah. in. He's yeah. talking about it, it, I think. Just oh, I love it. Uh, minivan. <laughs> just it. do it. <laughs> You won't look as cool as Derek, but you'll be happy and and frugal. So there's that. I'm just saying, once you buy the minivan, then you can go ahead and get the Crocs and the socks. And just hey, I already got those. Back. I got those Love already, it. boys. I got them already. I haven't got my Crocs I, yet. I'm still picking out my Crocs. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go more classy. I'm going to go the New Balance White. 
I'm, I'm just not out there to be yeah. Yes, yes, crispy boys. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, I guess yeah. we, we, all right, we, so. we oh. but, um All right, let's go ahead, guys. Patrick, and we'll sign off. Let's yes, sir. Pray. Heavenly Father, we're grateful, dear God. Um, we're grateful for everything that you've given us. Father, we recognize that it all comes from you. We're grateful for your son, Jesus, who lived the life before us, gave us the example, died on the cross and redeemed us, Father, and sent the Holy Spirit to sanctify our hearts, God. And We would not have or be anything that we are or ever could be without, without Jesus Christ and without the precious Holy Ghost, dear God. We're depending on that every day, dear Father, and without it, we are nothing and less than nothing. Um, God, we look to you as fathers, as husbands, as friends, as brothers, Lord. We pray, God, for your guidance each and every day. Lord, we're depending on that, and no matter what happens in the outside world, we're waking up and we're depending on you each and every day. I pray, Father, for those who listened in uh, tonight, God, and I pray for for each and every one of them that they will that they will turn to you if they have not already. And if they have, God, I pray that they will continue in the faith, Father, that they will look to you each and every day. Lord, seek your face. Dear God, I thank you for all the things that you've given us. I thank you for for friends and fellowship, dear Father. And we just ask, God, that you would bless each and every listener, bless their week. God, bless, bless them as they go out to their job or if they're still staying at home, dear Father. I pray for those many, many, in this nation today who are in who are in peril or in sickness and hardship dear god i ask a special blessing to each and every one of them dear god yes, pray father that you would continue to go with us guide us strengthen us and lead us and we'll be grateful and give you all the praise in jesus name amen 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 thank you brother patrick and i'll see all you guys are join us next week monday yes, night 8 30. because you're moved Y'all still there? <laughs> We're still there. What do you think, guys? Where'd Patrick go? He probably signed off. You told him bye. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to do a quick recap. But he left. Yeah. Well.